What's up, everybody in digital media land? This is Kyle Means, editorial director of War Media. Here, uh, giving you a little intro to this special, what we call our Fandemonium special. Fun discussions regarding, uh, you know, the things that, you know, we really like and uh, low-key obsess over in pop culture. You know, uh, two things that we're going to go over mightily in this first episode as well as the second episode uh, will be the uh, the Oscars movies how they're awarded and uh, you know a lot of people have a lot of issues with the Oscars this year uh, that took place in uh, late, late April what you know the, what can we improve about that process and about the shows in particular that show that Oscar show was the lowest rated uh, I believe in history and uh as low rate as it's ever been. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that were involved with that. But, uh, you know, some things that people are complaining about in particular really are putting that show and that institution in a position where it has to maybe, you know, maybe at a crossroads, you know, they may have to, you know, really look inside itself and what it wants to be, what it wants to represent in this day and age. But uh, we, we go into that. Uh part of that uh, in these first two shows uh, with like again, uh, Mia Johnson the fan sided and Jack Silverstein uh, you know just a general a great writer and historian of many subjects but he definitely is into the Oscars and film so uh, you know, he was great on this in this discussion uh, we'll have like I said we'll have part of that discussion in this first episode and the rest of it in the second episode and I'm pairing that discussion, you know, editing it, uh, you know, packaging it together with another discussion that I have, I've had and uh, recently on Marvel and uh, the, uh, you know, just the whole incredible year they've had with, you know, really transforming their uh, television presence and, you know, doing a lot to impact TV overall. And just, you know, just providing new storylines and really setting forth that, that, uh, you know, much awaited fourth uh, phase that, you know, we couldn't, that was, that was going to start in 2020, but of course couldn't because of the pandemic. But now, you know, with WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, a lot has gone, a lot has gone uh, forth with uh, Marvel and, uh, you know, we go into that and everything and look forward as well as, uh, you know, look back at what we liked and maybe could have, uh, you know, could have done, you know, we, we, we would like to have seen done better you know, with those first two shows. Not too much, but still, you know, we're, we're critical guys. And these were some great guys who I did that discussion with, of course, Damas uh, Rule, you know, you always know from Dean Davis and, uh, you know, one of our founders here. Uh, you know, got to get him back on something. And uh, this, if, you, if you're going, if he's going to talk, you're going to get him to talk for a while. Uh, definitely, this is a subject that works well with him. Uh, Marvel and comic adaptations and all that. Another guy we can say that about is Brandon Pope, formerly of the Jam, uh, WCIU, uh, still uh, definitely doing a lot with WCIU, but also writing uh, quite a bit now. Uh, particularly with ebony.com and he wrote a great piece got to interview uh the people behind uh falcon and winter soldier 
uh, particularly uh, Malcolm Spellman, who uh, wrote the show, and uh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie himself, now the uh, uh, formerly the Falcon, now uh, Captain America. So, you know, they he talks about that as well. And uh, rounding out our our uh, group in, in the Marvel discussion is Melvin Taylor, Melvin Taylor the second, um, I guess you could say, uh, but uh, uh, definitely our man, uh, another guy you should, uh, I think you, you, know, you should associate with, with uh, Rio Regal Radio War, you know, for a long time, going back to the Davis show, and um, in New York now, doing a lot of great stuff on many platforms, and even acting, uh, won an award recently for his part in a short film, so Definitely give it up for that brother and uh, definitely keep up with what he's doing. We definitely and keep following and supporting war media. If you like this show, definitely shout us out. Let us know. And uh, hopefully we'll like this and like more of what we do going forth with this fandomonium discussion. I got some good, got some interesting plans with these specials going forth. So, uh, but uh, for now, we uh Gonna get right into it. We'll start off with that Marvel discussion, uh, the beginning of it, with Brandon, Melvin, and the one and only D, and me, right here. Director of War Media, WeAreRegalRadio.com, The Empire Strikes Back a day after the May 4th, but we still reign in Supreme. And I, I guess I guess one of our guests will be okay with that because he sees the uh he sees the Jedi as some sort of uh communist uprising or something. <laughs> we got to get into that a little yeah, we got to get into that too, but a bunch of a uh, bunch of rabble rousers, uh Brandon Pope sees the mass, but uh, <laughs> a good, f- yeah, okay, embrace it, man, embrace it. But uh, our good friend Brandon Pope, uh, formerly of the Jam, R.I.P., but has really been getting getting in with Ebony as of late, and uh, we're gonna definitely talk about some of that as well in regards to. Uh, this discussion that we're having here. And we also have, uh, of course, uh, our good friends, family uh, for War Media, Demon Sproul, and uh, Melvin Taylor, who for some reason jumped out of uh, our feed. Okay, here it goes. But, uh, yeah, all right. Demon Sproul, uh, just, who just, he just kicks it. At right now, you know, I I don't have really nothing to attach to him, but uh, he don't he's around when we need him still, and uh, hey, just, it's, it's called like a bullpen. I come, I come <laughs> right, right. I help, I help, I help start all this, but now the fate is in the Just call me when you want. Right, he, he just played the background now. 
But Mel don't. Mel is all. Mel is about his business though. Out of New York, uh, doing TV shows and independent movies and hugging, hugging up on on starlets and stuff. You know. I know, right? All right, now. All right. Now. <laughs> uh, just out here living life as best as I can. You know, have a fun with it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm glad to, to get all you brothers to join me this afternoon, man. This is it's great to see you guys and see you guys are doing good. And um, great to have you talk about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, this part of I'm doing uh, something I'm calling Fandemonium. And this is a, sort of a, a, a nice refuge for us to talk about the things that really we sort of uh, geek out about and really... Uh, and really like in in popular culture, uh, you know, and and uh, for this segment, I wanted to, you know, since we all good brothers here, you know, we gonna kind of do some comic talk for the culture, as it were, and uh, talk about some stuff that is relating to the brothers and sisters out there who are into the comics and comic adaptations that are, you know, really so prevalent in our culture right now, in, in our, like our greater pop culture right now. And there's a lot of interesting things that are going on. But uh, one, one thing that just popped up though, that is not, you know, it's, 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 it's involved definitely what we're gonna talk about. It's not necessarily black, <laughs> but uh, I just saw a video where Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston himself announced that the Loki series is going to be airing on Wednesdays. And it's moved. It's pre. It's premiere is moved up two days from June eleventh to June 9th. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty. You know, I guess Disney is is, is uh, you know re responding to some sort of a, you know, there's all sort of uh, of things going on with Disney and some you know whatever request or you know things that people want to see. Uh, well, I think what they're trying to do as well is avoid smoke with Black Widow. Because Black Widow's going to be coming out probably around the time that Loki is over. Right. The finale to line up on the same day is Black Widow. People got to pick and choose. Right. So I don't think Loki's got to pick and choose. That makes sense. That that makes sense. He he said like in the video like uh, Wednesdays are the new Fridays now. So and and yet that makes a lot of sense, Brandon. Because what we had with the first two series, you didn't have the big motion picture releases at that point because we were all still locked in. Now we're getting back to the big movie releases and those are going to be mostly on Fridays, Thursday nights. And that, you know, that interferes with what Disney did with the first two series because they were releasing like overnight on Thursday nights, like, you know, stay up and watch these series and be the first to see them. But now they're going to do it on Wednesday, maybe even Tuesday nights. I don't know, but early Wednesday morning or whatever. So, that's that's cool. Though. That's cool. I like it. And, and Loki's gonna be pretty, just, pretty fun. I just want to jump in real quick. With yeah, go ahead. Question about that: If you're working at Disney and you see the calendar, wouldn't you have seen this become a thing like months in advance? Because I'm sure they already planned this stuff. So like, what well, did they move? They moved uh, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet uh, Black Widow a few times, and I think they just right. recently moved it again. So yeah. I mean, they, they move the chess pieces around. Yeah, I'm sure right. they moved the things around. Well, so, I so. know somebody was like, "Yo, this not going. What are y'all doing right?" Black Widow could be out a year ago. Right. Yeah. Like, we should have been at this. 
You look at you look at the thing that, and we're gonna talk about Sam and Bucky in a little bit. But they had one of they they big surprises in that series was Julie Louis Dreyfus character. They say she was supposed to premiere in the Black Widow movie, but they it, that got pushed back so far. She winds up premiering in in uh <laughs> in, in, yeah. in you know, Sam and Bucky. I keep I keep now Captain America in in the Winter Soldier now, but. It, you know, start out as Falcon the Winter Soldier. I'm gonna try to upset Disney because I'm I'm in contact with them for interviews and stuff, but my excitement for Black Widow is barely there. I, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's it's been it's been tapping yeah. out over the years. Oh wow. Well, I mean, part of that's because what the army saw Endgame and she's dead. So I, 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 I can't it, possibly know. I got to hope that they have something up their sleeve with the storytelling here and that they'll reveal some sort of thing where it, they got to. Because it's like, yeah, by the term, if it was, if it's just a regular story about her backstory in Russia or whatever, they could have released that on Disney Plus six months ago. You know, it, <laughs> if they got to have something, something interesting that's going to, tie or advance the fourth uh phase and you know i i would hope but with that you know. she's dead but is she really dead all right we're not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what i'm here for that's what i'm here for. D, yeah d gonna d gonna shake it up yeah d gonna shake it up here you this movie should have been out years ago this movie should have came out right after it So uh, that, okay, that's interesting because I want to get into before actually again before we get into the brothers brother stuff, but <laughs> let's talk about in general what uh what Marvel Marvel kicked off the week pretty hardcore with the 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 Phase Four trailer, yeah, and uh you know the Sam the Stan Lee voiceover and the the footage from the the screening of Endgame and everything. I mean, God, that moment, man. It, it don't matter what screening you was in of, of that. Well, the first time you saw that moment that they showed in that trailer, man. But, but anyway, the, the way that they got every, they got everything set up now, all the dates, all the projects. So, and given that, you know, some of the things that we've been hearing, you know, there's going to be a lot of hype for Wakanda forever. There's going to be a lot of hype for Eternals and stuff. It's interesting, Brandon, that you say that there's the pressure that they're, that you're you're kind of levying the pressure that you're levying on Black Widow because I'm not I don't know if there's much pressure on it right now. Like I said, I I want it to be ambitious and you know as quality as most of the stuff that they put out before. But when you look at how things are planned out now, they sort of got it planned out where 
okay, this movie can kind of come and go because the uh, the uh, the I, I, I forget the character name, but the Kung Fu movie comes out like two months after that. Shang-Chi. So Shang Chi, yeah. So that comes out like like I said, it comes out like two months after it. So you know how much resonance are they expecting Black Widow to really have? Yeah, well, I guess the question is, too, is, is it connected to anything that's going to happen down the road? Yeah. Um, my assumption is yes. Now that we've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, and we know that that character that Julia Louise Dreyfus was playing was in Black Widow, yeah. I'm hoping that there is some more further connection for down the road because there's been rumors about a Thunderbolts movie or Dark Avengers or something. Mm. So if we're getting more set up for that, then. Okay, it's worth it, but I don't know. For I, I think I don't know. It's just it's not a compelling enough character for me, or at least what they've developed her <laughs> into, to warrant her having a solo movie at this point. Yeah, and for it to, to drop so late, they got to do a lot to really really sell it. They really do. It's I think they made a mistake pushing it back so much. Honestly, would you say I'm just throwing this out there? Would you say that maybe that was more that may have been more of a candidate for like a short series and maybe you could have okay. did you could have did the the sam and bucky movie would much rather have a black widow tv series i, I can guarantee it'd be better for a movie see i don't know if they would do that because the star power was called johansson yeah and i think with that and i think with that that's probably why they was able to uh, well, well, well hear me out i think that's the only reason why they was probably able to with her cachet and her name right. it's like you know we're gonna keep pushing gonna keep pushing gonna keep pushing yeah, they got a lot of stars, but she's she's one of the few that could probably veto something like that. Exactly. Now, I agree with you, Brandon. I think a series would have been dope, but I just think with the name right there, that's the probably the reason why they probably kept it pushing it back. Because my my spin on it, they should have just put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. They should have just did mm. the on demand at thirty dollars too that much. But they should have just did that and just dropped it, and then when we were fine, you wouldn't have to have. Oh, you know, Julie Lewis Dreyfus supposed to have been in this, and she's supposed to appear in that person. Now we want they should have just dropped it, but I guess her name, Johansson's name recognition, kept pushing it back. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Scarlett Johansson have that star power pool in this current moment? I was going to say, say so. I'm not sure. Right. If you go back to when the Avengers movies are still coming out, sure, she and the ensemble. I'm not saying nothing about that at this point. I don't know about that. Well, I'm still. You, you still, still maybe not. What is she on for some awards for the marriage movie that was on Netflix or whatever? Wasn't that, that, that guy yeah, like a nice little buzz? Really, really uh-huh. yeah, listen, listen. All I'm saying is. Just, just, right, you, you, he, just, he just called it marriage movies, so you, that's, that tells you nothing. I, I, I know she was in it. I know she was in it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Almost, yeah. Almost. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> 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 nah, I, just had, I just had to dig a little bit. That was funny, though. I just want them to give us a good black film. I think it's a disturbing yeah. character that she's been treated the way she has in the first place. Mm. Um, that she wasn't given a solo movie earlier. Um, mm. That she was used in Iron Man 2, a very centralized version of her. Then in uh the Avengers movies you get a cool version but then age of ultron comes and now she's like uh, a floozy love interest with all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> emotional yeah they do 
you, you really just are taking this character in all kinds of different directions and not developing her. So I'm hoping this movie just gives her the, the proper treatment she deserves. Because in the comics, Black Widow is that girl. Okay? Yeah. She's the one. And I ain't seen it yet. It, it seems like they're going to do two, at least two things with this movie. Like, she's they're going to give that proper a characterization like you say Brandon to that character finally and, and maybe get to the the core the center of what she really is but they also probably gonna you know there's, there's talk that they're gonna flip the character to this younger girl and um I believe it you know I, I think she's hosting like the season finale of Saturday Night Live so she's like getting it's a yeah she's a rising name uh, yeah so I haven't seen it, but I've heard some things about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, it, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes down. But let's look at the entire phase four now as it's lined up. Of course, a lot of the publicity and a lot of the anticipation is now for Wakanda Forever, which is coming out next summer. So, no, I guess just starting with that, you know, what do, what do you guys think? You no, know, there's going to be another, you know, we, we have the Marvels now instead of Captain Marvel 2 and, um, you know, the Thor movie, the next Ant-Man movie, and they they teased the, the Fantastic Four reboot. So, you know, if, if you want to order them in any way or just list, you know, what your anticipation is, like, what, what are you guys really looking forward to with this next phase of Marvel? Well, for me, I think the one I'm most looking forward to is probably the one that everybody here is looking forward to, and that's the next Black Panther. What are they going to do is the big question. How are you going to handle this story? Um, I am on the side of things saying you have to recast T'Challa. You have to have a new actor in the role at some point. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be Black Panther too. And I'm curious how they're going to handle that. Are they going to just kill off the character, or are they going to set this story in between that five years of the blip? Yeah, I was going to say, go uh, let us let us. You had a nice uh, theory or, or suggestion yeah, on on Twitter. Let you know, uh, unveil that for us. Yeah, you know, Marvel better pay me for this. So, <laughs> Here's how you do a great blip story, okay? You have this five years, their king is gone. Um, we don't know if Shuri was blipped or not, but let's assume she wasn't. Uh, who was going to take the lead? In that time, I'm sure, like any nation would, you're like, yo, this whole Black Panther king system, it's kind of outdated. It's kind of weird. Mm. You're going to have people rise up, different tribes. We, we already kind of saw on Black Panther 1. There's a tribe or two that isn't all the way down with what T'Challa was doing. Oh, yeah. You can have some rising tribes, some some kind of Civil War style type of things go down from Wakanda and tell some great stories. It's all based on uh, Tony E.C. Coates' run on Black Panther called A Nation Under Our Feet. Yeah. Where to, uh, in that comic, T'Challa is off with the Avengers. He leaves Shuri in charge while he's gone. She's got her own costume and everything. And he's while he's gone, Namor attacks, things go crazy, and people blame him. And they say, we need new leadership. He comes back to the nation. This could be Black Panther 3. He comes back to the nation, and it's a completely different nation that's rejected him. 
who's going to rediscover what does it mean to be king, leader, and how do I make that for a new age? You can do some really great storytelling if you handle this right. And if, you, if, you, if you're going to recast, which they should, and you're worried about, oh, it's going to be too soon, just don't do it in Black Panther 2. Give us some time, because the next Black Panther is not going to come out for another five, six, seven years. That's plenty of time. That's a really elegant proposal, because like you say, you're dealing with like there's so many as the shows have already proven the Disney Plus show. There's so much that could be mined from the uh, from the blip period. So yeah, if you did set Wakanda forever within that period, you could have like say these these outside forces or and these interior forces sort of destabilizing the the nation during this period where the entire world is destabilized and really tell some an interesting story with that. And you would think with the title at the end of the movie, the you know, Wakanda will be as strong as ever and be Wakanda forever. And everybody be standing together just in time for uh, T'Challa to return, you know, as this, you know, with this new characterization or whatever, this new actor or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Some rumors, people look at that title, Wakanda Forever, and the design of it. Some people think that Doctor Doom is what's being teased. Yeah. 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 Imagine a nation that's divided, and now Doctor Doom and Latveria rise up, or Latvia, Falcon and Winter Soldier, rise up as a threat. They see a weak through Wakanda. They come in, and Wakanda has to try to come together. And these new leaders, in a sense, tribal leaders, you could say, get a plan, and they beat Doctor Doom. So now they're like, "Yo, we got this. We don't need to chop. We good." Black Panther 3, okay, the child comes back, they're feeling great, like, you weren't even here. We were we were in chaos, and you weren't even here, and we took care of our own. Then you got a new threat, Namor, Black Panther 3. Like, they can really do something special, you know, and I, I get that you were sensitive, Chad, with those with, he obviously, you know, did his thing with the character, but, like, any character, Superman, or... Batman, you're gonna have different people in the world. Yeah, the way it's gotta be. yeah. Chad, Chad is an icon, and and that first the, his performances in Civil War and, and the first Black Panther are always gonna be treasured. But you yeah. know, I think if you're a if you are really in this culture of you know comics and comic adaptations, you I think you would be more accepting of like like you say, Brandon, of a, of multiple actors playing the character stuff. This this these things happen. You just you wouldn't want it to happen in the way that it happened, but you know, it, but it is it, it, like I say, it happens. Sometimes it happens because a guy wants more money and you know, and plays himself out like Terrence Howard. But <laughs> but, but it happens, you know. The marketing perspective, you know, Disney loves merchandising, so instead of just having one Black Panther, you can have two in Black Panther three. Shuri in her costume. And uh, T'Challa it is, he's got a whole new costume, she's got a whole new costume. You could, you could do some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's and what honestly, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'm not a big fan of Shuri being like the next one. I think it should be Lupita Nyong'o's character in the theater. One, mm-hmm. she's a bigger name, she's a stronger actress, but go by the comments. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. my, point, no, my point about that, because I just want to jump in real quick and say, yeah. I know that with Chadwick no longer being here, that kind of threw off what initially didn't happen because as some of y'all know, uh, Storm, like they think of Barry, his character 
becomes a witch and resurrects Killmonger some point in time. Now, in my mind, there is some form or fashion where that could happen because as you see in these Michael B. Jordan interviews, he's like, I'm not confirming nor denying right. that Killmonger is no longer a part of what's going on uh, and what they're doing with Marvel. So I'm kind of on that same wave in that as much as I could see Shuri playing the character, I think they're going to have Niyango playing the character or maybe Mbaku step in or if they somehow swing Michael B. Jordan back in there, at least until they recast the character, which I'm still, I don't even know who I would put in. Well, I have ideas, but who would put in? I think there's a multitude of ways to go. Do you so too? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I was, well, say what you said, I was going to throw something to you, but yeah, go oh, say what you said. Well, well I, I, I agree with everybody here. I think the Black Panther should be definitely recast. I kind of, I'm not kind of, um, I don't want to say you were upset, but kind of disappointed in Disney, kind of putting themselves in this put, putting themselves in this corner. They shouldn't have done that. So all the points that Brandon has made, definitely that's probably why you want to do it. I wouldn't think that I wouldn't think Chad would both be like, you know what, man, when I'm gone, everything gone. No, I don't see the kind of cat that he is, right? <laughs> so I don't think they should definitely do that. And also, too, while I, was, while I kind of think like maybe Disney's kind of playing us, you're introducing the multiverse. We know that's coming with Doctor Strange, yeah. so it doesn't have to. It really doesn't have to be Chad. But you can literally let the work kind of work for you, make it easier for yourself. Oh, we got a multiverse of uh, Black Panther. Who we gonna go? We gonna dive into that? You know what I'm saying? You already see in DC with the, with the TV shows, Brandon. You know this uh, with the Lois and Superman. They're on they're on different Earths and stuff. So it's already mm. up there. It's already been. It's kind of let the work work for you. So and Brandon, he did that, but I don't know. Brandon, you mentioned. say right quick in regards to what you just said D like you could do sort of a and going back to what Brandon said about adapting the recent comics they had the whole storyline too of the it the intergalactic Wakanda uh Wakanda nation That's what I and, and yeah and you could do a yeah. no you could do a version of that too where you know I know in in the comics they were a little bit more like villains or, or at least introduced that way but you could have a, a, a T'Challa or a, a version of that from the outer space region. And, and, and the stories are getting more spacey as well. They're getting more uh, focused on the outer space stuff as well. So there's, there's some directions, different directions they can go with this. See, this is the great thing about doing comic book movies. You have so much to work with already. You don't have to get an original screenplay necessarily. You can work off the work that's already made. You put a little twist to it. Everything in Civil War is not like the actual comic book art. It's mm. not the same, but you already have the meat and potatoes. You just want to put your little sprinkle in. That's what Kevin Feige, that's what he's so great at, right? They made it a so point, I mean, yeah. They made it a point to make it a little bit different. They are, they're loyal to the overall stories, but they, they, they twist it around, remix it a little bit to make the MCU its own thing as opposed to the comic. Shout out to Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. They really already did it for you. So, yeah. uh, real quick, I want to go on uh, the ones that I'm interested in. Sure. I think I'm more, I'm, I'm curious about Black Panther. Two, Wakanda forever. There you go. 
But the one I'm really interested in is Eternals. That yeah. I read that comic book art. It was when we were still out and about, you know, saying actually going to an office, I read it on the bus. And going into the office, and I'm like, this is like I, I never I, I didn't read it as a as a as a shorty. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, and they're talking about doing a movie on this. It's always it's sort of like kind of like how they did Thor. Like, how were they gonna make a Thor movie? It's like so intergalactical. It's the space he is riding a rainbow to get to different places. Like, how are they gonna do that? It's the same thing with Eternal, with the Eternals. I mean, the start the cast is unbelievable. My my number one of all time summer hype is you know I'm seeing. Angelina Jolie is back. Uh, you have the director of, uh, uh, was it No, no, no Man Land? No Man Land, yeah. No, no Man Land, yeah. Now, she just won Best Director. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't think of her name right now. She just won Best Director. That's being set up like, my God, this is like a star-powered, behind-the-camera cast and directing crew is going to be like, oh, my God. What? So I'm very, very interested with that one. I'm going to be there for Black Panther. I love the other one was coming up, too. But Eternals, that story alone, and how they're going to be able to, the deviants and, and, and Thanos saying, you're going back 10,000 years, and we already saw a glimpse of a glimpse of everything going back to, um, going back to uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. That one, that's the one I'm waiting for. Ambitious. Yeah. yeah ambitious, yes. Chloe, Chloe Zhao is the director, and it's interesting because, you know, Nomadland was very much this naturalistic type of film the you know almost like a documentary style but it was it made use of the outdoors a lot and, and you know it, it was it was very different than the way a marvel film is filmed and uh, from some of the early reports is that she brought a lot of that style to this eternals uh project as well so it's it like you say cuz it, it stands to be a very different marvel movie and then maybe a, a good thing in, in and that way. You know what bro. we did this year, you and I? What did we do? Go through. We didn't host the Oscars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we sure didn't. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> I know, it's real weird feeling of relief to not have been involved in that at, at no, all. When, you know, when you were like, at home, like a, I was like a backseat driver. Like, I was like, like my father used to say, break, break. I was like, joke, joke. <laughs> it's weird because in a way it's like the opposite of your conversation with the people at Saw. You're like, have you ever considered adding some humor into the Saw series? And somebody must have gone to the Oscars and said, have you ever considered subtracting all the humor from the Oscars? <laughs> they did a good job. <laughs> all right, everybody. What's going on? Continuing our... Uh, uh, my Fandomonium special here, War Media. Uh, Kyle Means here, uh, editorial director, and uh, got a special guest involved here with the show. Joining us, uh, she once appeared on the uh, In the Building show with me and Dave Evans, and she was great there talking about Lovecraft Country and other type, you know, uh, television. But uh, she's back with me here to uh, speak about the Oscars and everything and from film and, you know, this whole, uh, uh, I guess this uh, whole climactic event to finally wrap up the 2020, uh, you know, 2021, you could say as well, uh, early 2021 film season, the award season, definitely. But uh, it was an interesting show. 
uh, a lot of good and bad to it. But I'm glad to, uh, you know, hear what you thought of it, Mia. Uh, I I gave plenty of thoughts on uh, Twitter during the show, but um, you know, if you didn't see, if you didn't catch up with me there, you know, I got some here. But uh, you know, I, I, I bring, but in bringing you on, Mia, you know, I'm glad to, you know, uh, get your thoughts on it and uh you know we could just start off with there you know it was, it was a show that was in so many ways was like any other oscar show ever but uh you know yeah i, I don't know for you was that a good thing or a bad thing um you know what you might be surprised to hear my answer because i've been an editor doing entertainment editing for three years at my current job just about um which to me feels like a long time, but so I've been watching these for a really long time, you know, ever since I was a kid. And you would think now that it's my job, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to get to this. I can't wait to see all the glitz and the glamor. And I don't know, it's, it, it feels like something has just faded recently. And I don't know if that's me <laughs> being jaded about award shows or it's kind of like now it's become work, so I have to watch it for work. Um, but you're kind of funny. I had our uh, group meeting. There's about maybe no more than 10 of us in my like entertainment section. And my supervisor asked, should anyone watch the Oscars? And we we're kind of just like, and I think of the majority of us, including myself here and there was like just on social media because we didn't want to like subject ourselves to three <laughs> hours. <laughs> of the ceremony so that's that's basically how i watched the ceremony um was i was checking twitter um hopping in and out to check if you know there's something that looked interesting or watching a clip um and then otherwise i think i watched like the last 15 minutes to catch like you know best picture best actor best actress so and and we we're, <laughs> we, we, we're gonna go in on those last 15 minutes and, oh yeah oh yeah uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of feel you on that. You know, a lot of the luster is it, kind of come off of this award show. And you can see in so many ways, you know, when it comes to like ratings and stuff, you know, it was a record low this year. And, you know, I think a lot of a lot of other things you could say probably were involved with that. But, you know, it's just we I think over the past decade or so, there's been this sort of development and this uh, trend of, like I say, lower ratings and less public, uh, you know, you know, more, you, you hear, you just hear more uh, discussion about what's wrong with the show and what's wrong with the process yeah. of the awards <laughs> than anything else. And it's, it's not so much about, you know, the movies that are being awarded and a lot of the movies that are awarded, people don't know them or they don't get them. For on some level, and you know, it, it's it's pretty rough. And I, I, when you talk about the watching process, like I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm always going to check in on the show every year, but it's, it's like at this point, Twitter is sort of a must when you're watching it. You know, you gotta you gotta look on what's what's going on on Twitter. You know, it's hard to you, you can't just sit down and watch the Oscars. You gotta. Like I said, you got to have Twitter along with you. You got to have a second screen. You know, I was I was watching a wrestling show too on my on my computer while I I had you know I had the Oscars on my I was and I was flicking on the TV, but I had the Oscars you know on the TV. I was but I was channel surfing and I had 
no wrestling on uh, uh, on the computer, and I had a uh, you know Twitter on my phone. So that was that's pretty much how I was watching it. But you know. yeah, it, it's interesting because I was thinking like maybe so long ago it was when it was a pretty big deal, or you know when it was kind of I guess peaking before it went. You want to say downhill, so to speak. Mm. You know, it was like we didn't have our phones the way we did. We didn't have our computers or our iPads and tablets the way we did. And so it hasn't become this like big spectacle anymore because I think it's like so many, and I hate to say it, but no, so many better things <laughs> could be having our attention right now yeah. than, you know, someone doing a speech from a movie I did see. It's like, you know, it's good for them and I applaud them. And there's some moments where I was like, oh, okay, I like this actor or I like this movie, so I'm happy that they won. But otherwise, it's like, I've just found it to be like, you know, it really has not made it worth my attention. I can go on, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, you know, watch wrestling <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> or just like, you know, so much of it is the reactions of stuff that, happen in real time like the, yeah. the the way out stuff that they try to do you know on these shows and the the whole approach of it Let, let's start with the whole approach of yeah. the show this year it was scaled down of course they tried having it in the union station out there in la and actually you know the first i didn't watch any of the pregame stuff so i didn't you know, overindulge in Oscar stuff. I just waited until like seven and I uh -huh. turned it on. And the first thing I see is Regina King walking into the the uh, the event. You know, she grabs the Oscar. I guess the first Oscar that she gave out and they had the credits like a movie. And I have to say, I was impressed by that, by that introduction. Like, you know, I guess uh, they say Steven Soderbergh produced the award show this year. And so he, he sort of made it like uh, one of his films, like an intro, you know, a, a, a credit uh, introduction to one of his films. And it was like a height, sort of a heist movie type of look to it. And you know, yeah. Regina was just looking, uh, you know, Stella as she always does. And it was like, it was dope. And, and she, like I say, she walked right into the, the uh, the proceedings and you know everybody reacted to stuff in real time it was i like that i like the the whole sort of film the film look instead of the just the digital tv look it was sort of a film uh the look of a film in like say in live time and uh yeah. you know I, I i was impressed by that but you know some some experimental things like that i think you know, it will. You know, we will. We should be going into this a little later about some ways that will fix the Oscars. But uh, you know, I think experimental things like that I think can help the show in the future. But uh, you know, what what was your take on you know either that intro or any anything else you know technically or sort of that they tried that you know sort of went against what they typically do with the show. Yeah, yeah, I read about, I was like, oh, okay, so we've got, you know, they're producing this kind of to be like a movie. Um, and I'm like, I can't be mad at that. You know, they're trying, <laughs> and I think that's right. a good thing. You know, you're trying, because it's like, okay, well, the same old, same old hasn't been working out, but, you know, trying this cinematic approach, even like the camera quality, that's a little different as well. You know, just watching kind of these scenes 
pass by. Uh, so I, ha I have to commend them, uh, I guess. Again, I, I, I think my attention was so much more divided than you. So <laughs> it kind of feels like, you know, you're as you're speaking, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that did happen. That did happen. Um, but I think, like you said, we will talk about what we can, you know, some ideas about how to change. But just generally speaking about change, I'm like, yeah, it is kind of, it is worth them. Um, you know, I'm sorry it's super loud over here because I've got, like, I don't know if you can hear any of the background noise. I'm on a super busy street. Um, but uh, that, it don't seem, I, I'm not, it's not noticeable. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say it's worth them trying to change things because, you know, they've been on this downward slope. So yeah. um, I can't say if I like was necessarily over the hills about the changes that they made. I don't think it's to me. It's not like, oh, yes, you know, I have to see the Oscars now because, you know, it's the cinematic masterpiece in of itself. Uh, maybe unless they start to like every year, like maybe they make it a different genre, or maybe they play with the tone, and, like oh, this Oscar to be kind of superheroy, and the next Oscar is gonna be like a comedy. I don't know. This is see, I'm already throwing out ideas, so let me. <laughs> <laughs> let me stop. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But I I see what you're saying though, as far as a thematic Oscars each year, that could be that could definitely be interesting because I I guess. You know, typically the theme it would seem to be over, uh, over ex oh, uh, excess. I would say yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. typically the theme of Oscars. So, but I, I think I, again, like I said, with this show being sort of stripped down and uh, you know, uh, sort of having having to be stripped down in a lot of ways because of COVID regulations and stuff. You know, I think a lot of people were sort of thrown off by that. But I, I have to say, I think a lot of people were probably also thrown off, not necessarily by the social statements, because that sort of comes with every Oscars. But I, I, I would say this is a pretty black Oscars, all things yeah. considered. You know, a lot of, a lot of, quite a few black people won. I don't know if it's a record or anything, and, and that as far as that goes. But the presenters, you know, some a lot of the cultural, uh, you know. Uh, cultural references and stuff the whole little real Glenn close segment was just yeah. <laughs> just killed everybody with the butt and everything and you know and you know we're going to get into some of the uh you know like i said with the end i think that's sort of a, a cross a two america's crossroads thing there but but um what was your what was your thought you know just as a as a black woman as a you know, you know, black uh, film enthusiasts about you know how this, how cultural, uh, you know, how how the how the culture, I guess, so in the general sense, was used in this award show. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fascinating to me because, and and I, I hate to be skeptical too, but sometimes I've, I've got like one foot in. Oh, this is awesome! It's finally inclusive, or feeling more inclusive, um, and, and things like that. And then the other part of me is like, are they just trying to over, you know, overly do this so they get mm. the black audience? Are they you know? pandering you? Yeah. Right. So you know, I'm you know, I try to play the safe side and and you know, say that it it was done, you know, in good good standing because if I remember like the whole Oscar so white thing was like 2014 or 2015. So that's been yeah, it's a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been at least a good five years that they've had to kind of regroup and get their act together and, um, 
you know, whether it be like with the voters that they have or with the programming all together. Um, so, yeah, I would say overall I'm impressed. They had uh, Questlove was the DJ. Yeah, Quest was the one. It was like a little, you know, a, a little after party for a root show or something. Yeah, right? you know. Curtis Mayfield, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He was doing he was doing his thing. I wasn't mad at that, you know. Yeah, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, Questlove is cool, he's fine. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, it, I, I like that, uh, you know, we are swinging in this direction, having more, more input. It makes you feel welcome, it makes you feel like you have a seat at the table. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it has been like, it's like, okay, you know, one year, they, it seems, they seem to have like a diverse, you know, um, not candidates, nominees, and then the next year, you know, maybe they backtracked a little bit. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's a wealth. Yeah. That and that's why you know, I think it's hard to like be like every year is not going to be. Oh, we're going to see a bunch of black faces in all these categories. Some years going to be better than others, and you know, this year was I think a better year than most, but you still had. The some disappointment, and yeah. I think you know. See, what one thing though, I think when it comes to you know black folks, and I love you know I love how we we go to movies. We definitely go to movies, and we we uh we watch mo- movies and stuff. But I think a lot of times when it comes to these award movies, you know, we 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 grab on to our people that we like and the people who represent us, and you know, uh, very you know. Uh, we should, and you know, we should in a lot of ways. You know, they they earn that. You know, uh, you know, you you should you know as well as anyone. You did a, uh, you wrote a book on on Chadwick Boseman. You know, <laughs> and you know, we we love Chadwick and we love Viola Davis and stuff like that. But I think, and of course, we love the brothers in in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and you know. But I think people leave it at that. They see those movies and they be like. Okay, I I love I, uh, yeah. My man played Fred Hampton. He 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 played he played that role. He got to get an award. Well, did you see any other other movies? No, I ain't see any of them. It's like well, you know how you go judge him against you know the guy from Sound of Metal and you know the the and the lady from Minari and all these other joints. How you gonna judge him against these other performances and you ain't see him? You do you're like no. Nah, I'm just rooting for everybody black. Well, no, I mean. I'm with you on that, but you you can't just be assuming that, a, especially after given the history of these shows, like just because a black person shows out that they gonna get some, you know. So, yeah. but but as it were, as it played out on the show, it seemed like everybody involved with the show expected Chadwick to get that get yeah. that award at the end. And and like I said, this is where we come to the final fifteen minutes, the final segment of the show. After they have the immemorial, which I heard some people complain about the immemorial, is they said it might have been a little bit up too upbeat. You know, they played the Stevie, yeah, but yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, but they do that, and then they go right into best picture. Like is best picture, best actress, and best actor hadn't been announced yet. Now, if you're a veteran. Uh, Oscar watcher, you you recognize that tip, you know, pretty much every year the the awards lead up to best picture. All the major awards, the acting awards, best director, every all that is announced 
before Best Picture. Best Picture ends the show. And but with this time, we saw Best Picture announced clearly before. And I guess if, if probably if, if you were just like us switching back and forth and just having, you know, paying some attention, yeah. not <laughs> exact, not all 100 percent attention to the show, you might have been disoriented. Like and like, what did they all? Uh, did they already do Best Actor or Best Actress? But no, nah, they they did Best Picture before Best Actor and Actress. And so at that point, you know, I said it myself on Twitter. A lot of I saw a lot of other people say like, "Oh, okay, they have to be setting up the show for Chadwick Boseman to be awarded Best Actor at the end of the show." They do, <laughs> and, and indeed, they go Best Actress. They give it to Frances McDormand. She howls like a wolf and all uh, does that thing. Oh yeah. They go. They go to Best Act. They go to Best Actor. It's the last award of the night. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix comes out. I think you know he reads off the name Anthony Hopkins, and all of us. And he, I think he was shocked too. He was like, "Oh, Anthony Hopkins! <laughs> like, let me get off the stage." <laughs> oh, Anthony Hopkins! He's not here. We, you know, we'll we'll accept it for him. Let me let me go because he he didn't want no smoke either. Quest. <laughs> Quest love, they, they have to they throw it immediately to Quest Love. And he's like, uh, good night, y'all. I I I'm pretty sure he didn't expect to be in that position at the yeah. end of the night. But yeah. it was just it was one of it was again one of those weird, surreal moments that this show seems to provide, along with the uh, you know, the moonlight la la land, you know, and all that. And you know, it I don't know, what what was your thoughts about that? Like <laughs> Yeah, oh man, I that was the one reason I was like, okay, I'm gonna make sure I'm tuned in for the last, you know, couple of minutes after the. Um, I think I came in at the uh, in memoriam, and it's funny because I'm like, every year there always seems to be a big Oscars moment, whether it be really good or really bad. Like some years, it's like the Ellen selfie that was fun. Everybody liked that, you know, it was like the most mm-hmm. retweeted tweet in history, at, at least up to that point. And then it's like, and then you have the really embarrassing failures, like the Moonlight thing versus La La Land. And it's like, <laughs> so which, you know, which pendulum are we going to swing on today? And I, I was definitely feeling really, really super confident that Chadwick was going to win. And I, it was funny because I had tweeted, I tweeted, I was like, okay, I realized my TV is like on a 30 second delay, guys. So I'm not going to check Twitter I'm just going to watch this and I'll let it happen. And I'll come back to you all, you know, when it happens. I didn't necessarily say what, but I was like, I think we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of, it was like, bam, bam, bam. You know, like you said, Joaquin came out on stage, read the names, Anthony Hopkins, rolled credits. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of those minutes where my jaw was on the floor. And I was like, oh, yeah. that didn't have the way anyone wanted to happen. Not at all. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I was wondering in my mind, like, how could this happen? How could this, like, how could you, and I'm like, okay, I think I know what happened is that, you know, they're producing the show, they're banking on Chadwick, you know, they think the voters are going to give them this. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I was like, they, I guess they don't really know who's going to be the winner because they have like that whole accounting firm that, you know, tallies the votes. Yeah, and um, they keep it on lock. They. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they can't the let yeah. the case and the envelopes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I'm 
like, I think everyone is 110% certain that they had set it up to have this big finale. And they were like, look, you know, it's different. We've got these COVID restrictions in place. We're doing the cinematic stuff. We've got all these pieces. But at the very least, you know, we're going to have this chat with Bozeman finale. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it completely fizzled. And it's like, wow, what, you know, what a bad look for the show. It is like, it, you know, this, it was. It had to have been a risk, like from the jump. Like we're gonna go against years and years of tradition of the way that this show is laid out. You know, in order to rely on it shows you how much these shows rely on these storylines. That you know, we're, we're trying to provide that happy ending. It's like a movie. It's like I, I think I wrote like if, if a if a movie ended this way, it would not be rewarded with an Oscar. <laughs> Cause it would be it's it's a horrible third act. It's like nobody and everybody will leave the show. Like what the hell is that? I'm not happy with that. So that it, it it as a show as a piece of entertainment, it it failed. And you know a lot of people say it failed institutionally and in not recognizing the performance that Chadwick had, which you know I would agree was award worthy. But at the same time, like I like I said before, I didn't see the father. I didn't, you know, I didn't see that performance. So people, and I know people who have seen it said it was amongst the best performance, maybe the greatest performance that Anthony Hawkins has ever had. And that's saying something because he's one of our greatest living actors. But, you know, again, so many people coming into this with emotional, you know, emotional responses to, us having lost Chadwick and, you know, again, a a complete tragedy. And, you know, let me, let me shout out your book again, Chadwick (laughs) forever. Our King. That's the book that, that you uh, authored. And, you know, uh, so definitely go look that, go look that up. But, uh, you know, that's, that's really what, you know, it boils down to in regards to our feelings about him. And, and, and at the same time, like I said, that was an that was an amazing performance in my rings black bottom. It is worthy yeah. of an Oscar. Yeah. So people were like, Yeah, it's his time. And it was the type of thing that and, and you've had a recent you've had a recent uh instance where a, a guy, a, a, a well beloved actor provided a, a great performance at the end of his life and uh you know uh my man uh who played Joker. Uh oh, he Heath Ledger playing Joker. And you know he got his award. It was a best supporting actor, but he got his award, and and he had that moment and everything. So I think people were just sort of really banking on this, and you know, it, it shows how much these things are beyond our control. But you know, it, it yeah, it, it's I don't I understand anybody being disappointed with that. Yeah. As far as you know, you're concerned, Mia. You know whether you're disappointed or not. You no, know, feel free to state that, but. What do you what do you think as well about this in regards to Chadwick's legacy, and you know does it infringe on it in any way, or or you know is or is it a you know sour note that it leaves or anything like that in regards to? Um, yeah, I'm like you know at the end of the day, it you know most people would just say you know alive or not alive, you know, it was a blessing just to be nominated. Like, there's so many other movies that came out sure. that did, you know, you can only have, what, five or so, five or six people be nominated. So yeah. out of 
every single movie that came out in the past year, you know, every single actor to be nominated. Um, that truly is amazing. And yeah, an Oscar is not gonna, you know, it. it yeah. There are a lot of people not, who have Oscars we don't even know, or, exactly, or we yeah, forgot, exactly. we've long forgotten them. And, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it's like you can't have one, you know, tiny little moment kind of shatter or ruin or tarnish a whole career's worth. You know, he did 42, he did Black Panther, he did Get On Up. And you say, oh, no, you know, none of that matters because he never won an Oscar before he died. And it's like, no, it does. It all, you know, it all matters. He gave, exactly. you know, his 100% every single time. Um and like, as I was doing my research for the book, you know, I had seen like with his charity stuff, I had seen like, sometimes they have the Marvel characters do hostile visits. But as I was doing more research, learning about, you know, his friend um, had been talking about how he really wanted to, even during COVID, wanted to make sure, um, or, you know, when it first began, like, I want to make sure that I can, you know, make the kids happier, give them something and, you know, just give it his all. So it's like, yeah, you know, this was, one sour moment but like when you think back on like just literally everything else it's like you know doesn't even compare and yeah I he mean, he I gave so talk. much while he was here yeah exactly mm. um, and then you know with these oscars i was thinking back to like leonardo dicaprio was one of these people who was you know another fantastic legendary actor for years and years and years have given these fantastic performances and then you know they gave him a move, uh, an Oscar for, uh, you know, what was like like the Bear movie? Is that the <laughs> yeah, the Revenant. Like yeah, that. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's what we call it, the Bear movie. You know, they, yeah, you know, nobody's gonna call it the Revenant. You know, just call it the Bear movie. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't see that movie yet. I think I got kind of. I was like, oh, I don't want to see, you know, whatever happens, and he's got frostbite or something. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure that maybe was not his strongest performance. Oh yeah, you know, hey, well, there's so many, there's but, so many stories like that. You have, you yeah. know. Uh, Denzel getting for Training Day, even though he deserved it for Training Day, but not getting it for Malcolm X, and yeah, you know yeah. Al Pacino getting for Sin of a Woman, and not for you know so many of his roles in the seventies and stuff, and you know uh, uh, Scorsese getting for The Departed, and not for Goodfellas and stuff like that. Spike Lee, you know, so many times he was looked over, and he just gets one in the past year or two, you know, with uh, the screenplay. Not even the director war, but a screenplay. Yeah, it's, that 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 happens all the time with, with Oscars. Yeah. yeah, so it's you know, in in some ways, you know, it's it's beautiful. Like I think about Lupita Nyong'o when she got her award, mm. um, and her speech was just so inspiring. And I I still I can see like her dress. She had like that blue dress. Which, you know, <laughs> that was a that was a beautiful moment. And you know, she got hers. Holly Berry, you know, had made strides, and she got her Oscar. And so yeah, yeah you know, it it. It can't be a good moment, but you know, if you don't get it, it's like, well, don't let it, you know, ruin everything. Well, let, let's talk about uh, a, a award, uh, you know, award speeches and a, a couple of ones <laughs> that stood out here. Uh, you know, first of all, let me, let me reset things. Got Mia Johnson here with with me. Uh, Kyle Means here. Uh, our our fandomonium special. I'm calling this uh, just all things that uh, fans like. Uh, getting into a lot of fan talk, and we're talking about the Oscars. Mia Johnson of Fansided.com is with me, and um, yeah, like you know, you, you mentioned some memorable speeches in the in the recent past. 
Uh, you know, I think the one that probably steps out for a lot of people this year is uh, Daniel Kalua for with best uh, supporting. And I think he was he imbibed a little bit uh, probably before he got on stage too. But and, and, you know, he goes up there and winds up embarrassing his mama and everything. <laughs> you know, he says some righteous stuff. He says some real some real stuff about you know the role that he played and the, the legacy of the Black Panthers and stuff. But the, of course, everybody is going to remember the look that his mama gave. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about that speech? Uh, you know, yeah, it was both sweet and then got a little silly at the same time. Um, I think Daniel Kaluuya, I, I always stumble over his name, but I think <laughs> yeah. he is just a fantastic actor. I think he's a smart guy, too. And yeah. um, I've been following him since maybe a couple years ago. He was like, a random character in Black Mirror that the British show and um, okay, yeah. just to see where he came from up till now, I'm like, wow, my mind is blown. Um, so yeah, he played a powerful role. I think he, when he was in the role, he gave it his all. Um, I think it showed in his speech how, you know, passionate he was about it. And I saw like, it was like a behind the scenes clip too. He was with, I think, Fred Hampton Jr. Um, yes, yeah, was, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Had, yeah, and um, it, even that behind the scenes felt like a powerful moment, but <laughs> it was still, I guess it was still a party for him. You, you know, he, he, he said what he had to say. And, uh, <laughs> right. and that, that's the kind of thing, like, I think early on when, when people were taking in the setting and everything, it was sort of like, a, well, it's like, a, you know, the Golden Globes, but it's a little drier, you know. But, but that was like a moment where, that was sort of straight out of the Golden Globes, like his, yeah. you know, his uh, speech yeah. at towards the end, and some of the other other speeches. What did you What did you think about the grandmother from uh, uh, the Minari? Or, or, or oh, I, I know it's another way to pronounce it. I, I can't, <laughs> I forget. But yeah, you know, what did yeah. you think about her for best supporting <laughs> actress? She was so adorable, and this was like really the first time I've heard about her because I barely even knew about this movie. So I was just yeah. so excited. I think it was like you know she was the first. You know, I know first, I guess, Asian uh, person to win this award. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we always have so many firsts with these Oscars now, even after 100 years or so. But right. you know, she was just so uh, adorable. I think she was happy to see Brad Pitt or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, Pitt was one of the producers of the movie, and he never came around to the set. Oh, so she was okay. she was speaking, too, about, like, Oh, nice to meet you. You know, I, I never yeah. got a chance to see you while we filmed the movie. So she was she was hitting her with some snark too. I, yeah. But I guess they say she was kind of flirting too. But she was she was hitting her with some yeah, snark. All right. So <laughs> all right, Grandma. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see her in some more stuff. And like I said, I'm always a champion for diversity. So um, you know, black roles, Asian roles, all sorts of roles. Yeah, and we can't forget about that paid. stuff when it comes to yeah. diversity, like. You know, we you know Chloe Zhao ends up getting best director. It's the first uh, uh, female of color to win, and only the second uh, woman of of any race to win best director. That's that's crazy. Like, and it's the ninety third year of the awards. You know, that's that's crazy to hear that. You know, but you know she. You know, I, I saw. Uh, I saw. Uh, uh, Nomadland, <laughs> I, and I was impressed by it very much. I think you know, it, Nomadland winds up being the big winner of the night. Uh, yeah. 
you know, the best direct, best director, best picture, best uh, actress. Uh, you know, did you see that movie? I didn't. That was like off of my radar, and I'm still confused by that movie. So was it? A documentary or was it? A <laughs> so, you have to explain that to me. <laughs> no, it was it was documentary like, but of course you had professional actors in it. You know, friends. You really the majority of people in the movie was were not professional actors. They were real people, and they were real people who do these things that the the movie depicts. Like they go out on the, they live on the road. Essentially, they take uh, you know gig jobs and part-time jobs, temporary jobs. Uh, you know, Francis McDormand character works seasonally at a Amazon, uh, you know, Amazon packaging warehouse and uh, among her other jobs. So it was a very affecting movie. It speaks a lot about, you know, a segment of our society that, you know, we don't uh, often, uh, uh, you know, highlight or, you know, speak to, but they, they have to do a lot just to survive, you know? And like, so I was impressed by the movie and I think Chloe Zhao is, is definitely a gifted filmmaker. So, you know, it's, it's interesting now that she's, she's going to be in the Marvel universe now, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> Eternals is going to be coming up. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, it, it see like Marvel gets his hands on everything, but, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this movie, it was, it was very naturalistic looking like, like you it's easy to look at clips of it and think it was a documentary, but it was, you know, it was, I think, uh, like I say, beyond Francis McDormand and uh, Daniel uh, Strathern, I believe, uh, like a, a established British actor, he was in the movie as well. It was like just a couple people who were actually recognizable real actors in the film. Yeah, that sounds like a good, you know, kind of, down to earth movie and yeah it's 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 got his is you know it's sad uh, it's sad (laughs) but it's not as sad as you may think you know overall it's one of those movies that you know i think some people probably think it didn't it didn't hit hard enough in regards to the, the way it depicted you know the way that people these people have to live their lives but i think it was a movie for these times and i i can understand why uh it got the attention that it did and wound up getting the award notice that it did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Chloe, I was like, I'm I'm excited about Marvel, but I'll shut up about that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I wanted to go back to uh, speaking of, you know, some other, uh, first, I I know there was a couple, a couple of the uh, the ladies who, um, did hair and makeup for my Rainey's black bottom were the first, uh, first black women to win that award, and one is uh, from Gary. I, I, you know, I learned uh, that they they report on the news here uh, locally. But uh, that's you know that's great to see. Again, we we you know these changes and these progress you know sort of got to come incrementally. You know, they don't come as much as we would like in in an instant. But you know, with these type of shows and and awards and everything, they definitely uh, you know when you see these things like that, you gotta, you gotta notice them and, and mention them, you know? So, yeah. you know, yeah. hopefully they won't be as, as noticeable in, uh, in, you know, years down the line, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, those smaller, well, you know, you can say smaller, but you know, it's, yeah, movies are more than just the, 
director or the actors or the writers. It's like, yeah, when you have those people who do costumes and makeup, like when Ruthie, Ruthie Carter won for Black Panther, that was yeah. um, you know really legendary because she had such a broad and strong body of work too. So that was awesome yes, to yeah. get that recognition back then. So just like this with uh, Ma Rainey's, it's like, yeah, these people really do work hard and it's nice to see them getting that recognition even though they're not you know, in front of the camera, but I mean, for them, you know, when you, you got an Oscar behind you, now you're getting, you know, all this work and, uh, especially with hair and makeup, you know, for black folk, and, <laughs> you know, if you don't get someone who's black, you might have a problem. And I've seen, um, a thread like that before where these actors have just been like, or usually just, you know, the women, uh, but you know, they're like, Lady didn't know how to do my hair. I want to have this style. As mm -hmm. It could be a struggle, yeah. Yeah, so it's good. It's yeah, overall, it's good to see that recognition. Like you said, it is. It is very slowly but surely. They can only give out five or so awards per year, and then there can only be one winner. Uh, but at the very least, you know, I don't know a ton about what happens behind the scenes, but I am just kind of hopeful that this is also a reflection of what's going on. You know, just for all the other. And all, even the all the other TV shows that you know we're having these diverse people, not just uh, in front of the camera, but behind the camera as well, and writing right. and creating and directing. So right. it is very exciting. It's a very promising time. So I think this was just a good benchmark, and we'll see where it goes in the future. Yeah, that's that, that's a very good point that you bring up about the way. Like I, we talked about how it could be a lack of impact sometimes with actors and stuff and people in front of the screen, but when you think about an award for, like say for a behind the scenes person, for a technical person, like that could be you know, a break, a, a real breakthrough for their career and definitely change the way that they make money and their, the way that yeah. the demand that they have, you know, going uh, forward as a, you know, going from project to project. So, it, you know, definitely uh, kudos to those ladies who won for my rainy and uh, yeah. for everybody else who won in those technical awards. Can't forget about those folks. But uh, we, yeah. we're about to uh, be joined by a good, another good friend of mine, Jack Silverstein, who, you know, was all on uh, Twitter. You know, he, saw, he was one of the main guys I was talking about uh, the, the war show with in, in live time. And uh, Jack, you know, he, he pays attention to the awards every year. And he... You know, he has particular ideas about how to fix the Oscars and, you know, uh, all that. So we're going to get to get into that with him for a moment here, but uh, pretty soon. But, uh, you know, me against is, is right with me here with, uh, you know, Mia Johns from Fansided.com, uh, editor and podcast host over there. And um, before we bring Jack on, I just want to get your thoughts, though, on, any, you know, like I said, we talked, we're talking about what the show needed and, you know, what the, what we'd like to see on the show. Was there any performances or movies that weren't awarded or not even nominated that you felt they really missed the boat on this year? Because I'll, I'll start my top, everything no, with yeah. me, everything with me boils down to the five bloods. And, and we talk about Chadwick Boseman, I think Chadwick Boseman, did a good did a good enough job for best supporting 
nod for his role in that in that film. And of course, this Delroy Lindo is the best actor. Who it seemed like that that was one of those that a lot of people got got on to when that movie came out in the summer. It was like, oh, that's that's got to be a, that's a, that's an Oscar award winning. And and it goes to show you again how the people's opinion can be so out of step with what the Academy does. And unfortunately, you had that disappointment of not seeing him even nominated. But I thought the, I thought the film itself was probably my favorite film of the year. And, uh, you know, just didn't get much. And, and again, after this sort of renaissance with Spike and him getting the love that he got for Black Klansman, I thought that would continue with this film, but it didn't happen. So I don't know any other, any films like that for you this year? Um, yeah, it's been a weird year because it, it seems like because, you know, all the movies have been delayed and all It's like, usually I'm like, Oh, I wish this had gotten out. I wish this. And this year I was just kind of like, okay, I, I guess, you know, this could have been nominated because I was, I think I was looking back on all the movies I had seen in 2020 and it was like, mostly it was the, you know, either, cause I, I like either animated stuff or like superhero stuff. So yeah, I, I would say I was okay with what was nominated. It actually helped me to know what other movies were out there, you know, that were worth my time. But yeah, five, five bloods was one that did caught me off guard. Um, you mentioned like, you. Okay. You mentioned the animated movies. What did you think about uh, oh, yeah, Soul and yeah, yeah, Soul yeah. and I was I was see I uh, I'm not I haven't done anything with Apple TV so I didn't know nothing about that Wolf Walkers but I I liked yeah. how it looked though you know yeah that one looked cool but man yeah I got to tell you when I watched Soul uh, I think it was like over the holidays that really really blew me away um, yeah Soul's good yeah. And um, the Pixar movies have been like, okay, some have been pretty good. I know they also had Onward, which was nominated. I thought to me that felt like it had, it was a Pixar movie down the toilet. I didn't really like it. Um, so <laughs> well, I, they, they, I think they released it in March. So that, that yeah, kind of gives yeah. you a sign there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, I didn't really have high hopes for Soul because I was like, wow, this is the trajectory that Pixar is going on. You know, I don't. I don't have any high hopes, but yeah, I think that was just so, it was a very, very moving movie. Sure, <laughs> and, sure. Um, yeah. Jamie Foxx, he was pretty, he was a decent voice actor um, as the main character. I think Tina Fey was the supporting character. Um, and yeah, I was like, just as an any old movie, like even if it weren't animated, I was like, this one was really good. And I would uh, love to keep that on my kind of, Rewatch list. Um, yeah, yeah that was that was had... great. I think oh, right quick. I I think uh, I I didn't confirm this, but I think I saw something about it being like the first Oscar, or maybe in that category at least, first film to not have ran at all in theaters because it just was on Disney. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, it they didn't put it in theaters at all. So. And I think, I guess that was part of the thing this year where, you know, they didn't have a, you didn't have to have that one week run in yeah. in theaters, but, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah they, they made that exception for this year. They said, um, I think it was like, they were like, okay, just this year. But I think it, it was like your movie had to have the intention of being in theaters, but because of the pandemic, you know, you may have to force on just for streaming. So 
I'm glad it won. Um, Over the Moon was another fun one. It was predominantly Asian cast. I wouldn't say it measures up to Seoul, but um, it was about Chinese culture and it was very vividly beautiful and amazing. Um, so that was another okay. one I enjoyed as well. Okay. I'll look, I'll look for that too then. <laughs> okay, I'll go.